Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You're listening to the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio. Brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown. Shop online at NorthtownAuto.com. All right, welcome back to the NFL Combine and the Nortown Automotive Extra Point Show. Sal Capaccio, Zach Jones back at our Amherst studios, ready to rock and roll here. It's my final day at the Combine. Uh, I'll be headed back to Buffalo later today, but still a lot of work to get done here. And I just posted a video a little while ago. At you, uh, If you want to go check it out on Twitter slash X at Sal Sports, Instagram as well. Uh, a little behind-the-scenes look here at the NFL Combine, Zach, which is there's two distinct parts of this room on the Combine floor, I guess you'd call it, and the convention center. It's a so just to give everybody an idea, it's a convention center, right? I mean, there's a lot of different conventions going on. This is one of them. And when you walk into this room, you have a media area and then a big curtain and then the podium area. It's kind of cool. It's this like separation of two worlds. You ever watch Game of Thrones? It's like that big wall. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sal, you don't know this about me, but I actually know too much about Game of Thrones. That You said <laughs> the wall. and Yeah, that makes sense. That works. I like it. It's two worlds, right? You, li- you have the... You have mm-hmm. the you have the cement floor of the media and the tables and everybody kind of grinding away at their radio shows and TV and all their social media stuff. And then you have this curtain and you walk over. Check out the video, folks. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And then the curtain. Then it's a nice carpeted floor with all these nice podiums. And then you got CBS Sports and NBC Sports and Sirius Radio and the national networks. And all the different media walks over here to hear the players and the head coaches and the GMs talk. So it's, a, it's quite a bit of a setup. Now, it has changed over the years. But um, it's a really, really interesting setup here. And um, we are now hearing from prospects. So we've kind of transitioned over the last couple of days, Zach, from head coaches and GMs to prospects. And everybody is kind of listening in on, you know, who did you meet with? And then there's some background stories you get into. So today, defensive backs are talking. Defensive linemen and linebackers will be testing later today. So defensive backs are talking right now. This is an area where we talked a little bit about yesterday. You can never have enough defensive backs, but I don't think the Bills are in the market for one early in the draft as much as 
they always could never they should never be counted out for one early in the draft i guess yeah n- never count them out but i i find it fascinating too it, it does feel like we're going to hear from a lot of safeties wide receivers defensive tackles and i would be surprised if not all of them say that they're meeting with the Bills, or they've had a right. formal meeting with the Bills. Like Those three positions really do feel like the main positions. They may draft multiple wide receivers. They could draft multiple defensive tackles. Uh, so that's what I'm expecting to hear from today, especially with defensive backs now talking. I think uh, Bullock out of Georgia already said he had a formal meeting with the Bills, yep. so it's, it's already starting, and it's, it's not too surprising, which is good. It's funny you call it. That's right. They're called. They're called the formal meetings. And when you hear it, I'm thinking, why is it formal? You're wearing a tux? Like, what's what's going on? No, they're the formal meetings. They're the ones that count. And they only have a certain amount of time to meet with these prospects. It's a very, you know, very um, buttoned up, kind of rigid prospect process, I guess. And it's very uh, well put together. And everybody has their own times and meetings. And they meet in different rooms around the convention center or Lucas Oil Stadium. Then the testing goes on as well. Yes, that's the formal meetings. I say to people like, oh, what are you doing this week? They're like, I'm in the formal meetings. It could be a scout, a trainer, or something like that. You know, because you want to talk, touch on the medical. You want to touch on, you know, what they did in college and then obviously pick their brain on life, things like that. All those kinds of things go into these meetings. All right, so... Why not just set you up for today? You're listening to the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show, brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown. Shop online at NorthtownAuto.com. Sal Capaccio here in Indianapolis. Zach Jones back in our Amherst studios here on the Extra Point Show. We have already, I've caught up with a few people already today, so you're going to hear from during this show over the next couple hours, Charles Davis from CBS Sports. Charles, kind enough to give me some time before he went on his show on Sirius XM. Going to hear from him about the Bills, about the combine, the NFL, and just his uh, view of where the Bills are right now and, you know, is the window closing? I asked him that question specifically, so we'll get to him a little bit later. Also caught up with Paul Dottino. Paul covers the New York Giants he has for many years, over 40 years. And if that name rings a bell, he actually filled in as Bill's play-by-play guy a couple of years ago when uh, John Murphy was out with COVID one week in, at the New York Jets. If you, don't, if you remember, Paul filled in as the play-by-play voice of the Bills, so he follows the Bills, he understands them, and also obviously talking about the Giants and the NFC East. He's on WFAN, our sister station in New York. As well, so caught up with Paul Dottino and then Arthur Motes, former Buffalo Bills linebacker. He's now doing media in Pittsburgh, and Arthur's always great to catch up to. So, how about that? We already have a few people, and we're going to have more as we go along here over the next couple of hours. All right, on defensive back. So, yesterday, you and I talked a lot about Tredavious White. We talked about Micah Hyde. We talked about Jordan Poyer. How about the back end of the defensive back group? Because I think, Zach, the other thing that the Bills have to answer about it is Kyrie Elam. Kyrie Elam's a big question mark, and it's two years now. He hasn't been able to really get on the field. This is, he's, as of now, he's a first-round bust. I think we could pretty much label him as that in the sense of the word. Now, I'm not telling you he hasn't made some plays. I know he has. But you need your first-round player, first-round prospect, to be able to play better than he has and get on the field. I am still holding out hope, though, and optimism that maybe that happens. And I think the Bills are. I think the Bills still believe that Kyrie Elam can help them. And I think that's one of the big questions that they're going to have to wrestle with and answer as they go forward here through the offseason. And it's a shame, too, because I think it is appropriate now to label him at least going forward potentially a bust. But, like, he had flashes in his rookie year. He looked very good. It felt like you had two really stable pieces at your cornerback position who were rookies in him and then Christian Benford. 
And then going into year two, it was, you know, starting in training camp. Like, he's really not getting starting reps. He's not, you know, separating himself from the pack. And then the season started, and there were a lot of games where he was just just not even on the field. And it's a shame. I, I know there was a lot of talk, too, and we're, and we're talking about the formal meetings, the Bills behind-the-scenes look when, you know, yep, Elam you was at that. his meeting, yep. and, and he had the notebook, and it kind of it felt like he was, like, the perfect Sean McDermott cornerback prospect, takes a ton of notes, clearly is coachable, like, the whole thing. And it just it I don't want to say it never got off the ground because it it did, and then year two it just it never seemed to 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 get right. And now we're sitting here really wondering like is this the true first first round miss by this McD, uh, Mc, uh, McDermott Bean era? Because I mean you could talk Cody Ford was a miss he was a second round pick like Elam was the first guy in the first round where it it really does feel like a swing and a miss. You can always give us a call here on the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show, and when we do it, take your call. It is getting connected with our fans. Also brought to you by Northtown Kia, Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at northtownkia.com. 803-0550 if you want to jump on board. We can take your call about anything dealing with the Bills or whatever's on your mind, the NFL, prospects. Kyer Elam coming to mind when I look at the DBs. They're talking today where the Bills might go with DB. We talked to Davius White yesterday. Really interesting situation with his contract and how they're going to handle that, his recovery from injury. And then I go down the list. And there's Dane Jackson standing out with, um, you know, I, I color coded on my roster. I, I posted my roster at uh, on my social media that you know the Bills they're free agents and pending free agents. And there's Dane Jackson colored in blue. He's a pending free agent. I am all for the Bills bringing Dane Jackson back. Now I'm not all for giving him you know super big contract. You don't have to do that. I don't think it's going to cost a ton. I think he's more than a vet minimum guy, I'll be honest with you. I think a team's going to say, that's a guy we might be able to start on our team. He reminds me a lot of Levi Wallace a couple of years ago, right? Levi Wallace didn't get the minimum. He played. I think he went for like uh, like some three to four million a year in 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 Pittsburgh. Now, maybe he didn't live up to necessarily even that, but you're not going to get a guy like Dane Jackson, I think, for the vet minimum. So the Bills may have to spend a little bit to bring him back, but I have no issue whatsoever as long as they don't go overboard with bringing Dane Jackson back to be a part of this mix again. I'd be a little surprised if they didn't bring back Dane Jackson and Sal only because you, I mean you just mentioned Levi Wallace as well but I think you brought this up earlier this week with the afternoon guys that they wanted to bring back Wallace but it was everything right. surrounding the JD McKissick deal falling yep. through that caused them to lose him. I and and we know how much that that stuck in the craw of Brandon Bean. He was he was very upset about talking yep. about McKissick. I'd imagine it was also because he lost out on Levi Wallace. And so I would be surprised if they let Dane Jackson go. He's been so good in spot roles. I still remember, I think it was his rookie year, ultimately winds up being the DeAndre Hopkins Hail Mary game. But he did so, so good filling in relief, covering Hopkins for most of that game. And really since then, he's not going to you know blow you away with his athletic ability, but he seems to almost be like that perfect cornerback for the system of he just gets the job done. Will there be moments where he gets burned? Sure, absolutely. That happens to the best of them. But he does do his job really well, and you always want to have depth at that position, especially when Kyrie Elam is such a question mark right now. Yeah, and that's a really good point you bring up about depth. I think what happens a lot of times, Zach, is you know fans look at the top end of the roster. Well, this guy's not playing, so don't worry, don't bring him back. Well, he might have to play. Did you see all the injuries last year? Exactly. You know Bills, I mean? like, the Bills fans of the last <laughs> two years should absolutely know, like, no, no, we need depth. Like, the depth becomes very important. Exactly right. And and just because a guy's not a starter, just because he's not a regular player, doesn't mean he's not important to the team. At some point, he might have to play. Because if it's not him, it's going to be someone else. And would you rather have a guy who has been in the system, understands it, he started for you, 
or a guy that you just kind of have to bring in off the practice squad, a guy that's you know out there that doesn't have a job. They're, these these players are important to a roster, and I always say this. This is my annual reminder. I will say this many times between now and through the offseason, okay? Folks, there's 90 players on the roster in the offseason, not 53. There's 90 players. So when you see that the Bills sign some guy that you never heard of or hasn't panned out somewhere or, you know, has been largely thought of a bust and, you know, Something like that. Or you see a guy they re-sign who really hasn't played much. And what has he done? It's okay. They have 90 players they're going to sign. So keep an open mind about some of these things. And I say on Dane Jackson, keep an open mind because whether it's Dane Jackson or if they don't re-sign Dane Jackson, you know who they're going to get, Zach? Someone pretty much just like Dane Jackson. (laughs) So why not get your guy who's actually started for you and knows your system? Exactly. We, we talked about that with, with uh, coaching staffs earlier this week, that like yes. you bring back the guys you know, the guys you know you can work with. That's the name of the game here because it, you know, it's million-dollar jobs. You want to make sure you can work with these people. You want to make sure guys that are playing your system know how to play your system. And so, yeah, like you're right. If it's not Dane Jackson, it's going to be Dane Jackson light. I mean, it, it is. Or maybe that's it's exactly going to be right. another fifth, sixth-round rookie. It, but ultimately, it's going to be someone very similar. It's funny, it's funny you say fifth or sixth round rookie because even though I say they're not in the market like to probably draft one early, we're pretty sure they'll draft a DB somewhere. They always draft DBs because of the reasons we just said. You have to draft DBs every year. You, have, you never know what's going to happen. But you look down even the roster. You know, last year I talked a lot about how high I was on Jamarcus Ingram. I give Jamarcus Ingram a shot to make this team this year. Now, that's when I say it right now in February. By the way, happy Leap Day, everybody. It's February 29th. Only once every four years this day comes around. But as I stand here on Leap Day, February 29th, and say, I'm looking at the roster. I think Jamarcus Ingram has a shot. Maybe you'll get to training camp and there's too many bodies ahead of him. But I'm a, I'm a Jamarcus Ingram guy. I think that you know, guys like that can help you a little bit. They re-signed him. They re-signed Kyron Brown, by the way, to future reserve deals. But those guys are coming back on the roster. And I think you always have to give guys like that a shot. I wouldn't be surprised. And the Bills are going to have to find cheaper labor in some way, whether it's a six-round pick. Remember last year what happened? Do you remember what happened with Alex Austin last year? They drafted this kid, Alex Austin. He did not make the roster. Well, he wound up getting claimed by, I can't remember who, but then he wound himself, found himself on the Patriots and intercepted Josh Allen. They literally drafted a player, the Bills, this past draft at DB, who wound up starting and intercepting Josh Allen for another team. That's right. I for, you said you remember what happened to Alex Austin. I'm like I, I'm like he didn't make the team, but now now you said that. Right. That's right. That's right. Oh man. I mean, but yeah. So you so, yeah. so you always have to remember that these guys you take late in the draft, like they're they're they might be good enough to make other rosters as well. So it's a it's a balancing game on how you want to treat it. But don't discount some of these players at the end of the draft because again, what happens is you have injuries and they can go wind up playing. Remember Rashad Wild Goose. Mm-hmm. Rashad Wild Goose never made the team. You know what happened? He got claimed by the New York Jets right after that. What a name. What a name. Oh, they should, they should have kept him just for that, Sal. Just for that. Just for the name. Oh. No, I don't disagree. I think he got claimed by the Jets. He played with the Jets. Did he get claimed by the Giants and go to the Jets? Either way. Um, you know, by the way, uh, when you hear my interview with Paul Dotino from the Giants, I, I'm not going to spoil it. I'll let everybody listen to it. I asked him specifically, would the Giants be interested in Gabe Davis? And the reason I did that is, A, obviously, because they have Brian Dable and Joe Shane there. We all know Gabe Davis was able to do a Brian Dable's offense and put up some numbers, especially in the playoffs, but also because they have you know, some wide receiver questions in New York. So I asked him specifically, and his answer was very interesting. So I want everybody to kind of listen to that from Paul Dottino 
a little bit later. All right, Sal Capaccio, Zach Jones here from the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. A little while ago, I caught up with CBS Sports' Charles Davis, who's actually standing up right now and uh, heading down to talk to somebody else because he's a busy man on Sirius XM. It's always great to catch up with Charles Davis. Does a lot of Bills games on CBS. Here's Charles Davis from earlier today. I think you're on every platform now. You're doing stuff with Sirius over here. I mean, what's this week been like for you? It's been great. It always is because for me, I'm playing catch-up from the NFL season. You know, I think you're doing somewhat the same. We see things during the year. It's much more osmosis than it is actual diving in. But now the starter's pistol's fired. So I'm doing a lot of diving in. But this is really great because I've read about all these kids. Now I get to see them move, see them work. And then, you know, I'll be able to compare that to tape as I dive in more. You and I talk every year draft season. I think every year I tell you the Bills need more pass catchers. <laughs> Seems like that's the reason again here that we're here to watch and see what these guys can do. But pass catchers, the Bills, yeah. they, they need to do this. And it lines up with this draft. It certainly does because you can go many, many rounds and get pass catchers. This isn't where it's a top-heavy deal. If you don't get the top guys, you're, you're done. Mon Ross ain't round, and Detroit was a fourth-round guy, right? Puka Nakua, the rookie of the year last year, fifth round. Now, he would have gone higher, but he was hurt all the time at BYU. Stayed remarkably healthy his first year in L.A. and really produced. So pass catchers, they're at a premium only because there might be certain guys you want and say, I've got to have that guy. I wouldn't worry about that too much. There's a lot of them out there, and we'll go rounds one through seven, and people will produce. People always talk about the Bills' window closing with the roster changing over, but hey, as long as they have 17, 17. I always say it doesn't matter. <laughs> is that the case? I agree. As long as they have him, because what you're also going to have is the free agent guys who will want to play with a quarterback like that, right? You, you, you have that building and the optimism, and it's just a whole different deal when you have that quarterback that people want to play for. If you don't have a season full of injuries, people are going to play hard. They're going to play well because they know that that quarterback can take them to the promised land. Awfully close again last year, even though they had a lot of bumps during the season. But they were that close in the playoffs. That tells you about this Buffalo franchise. And then real quickly on the AFC East, you've watched the AFC, a lot of football there. A lot of changes. Obviously, New England, a big change there. feels like this year with the Dolphins, it's more about challenges than expectations. It certainly is because now everybody's on the, they're on the radar again. They're that team where you go, oh, yeah, the Dolphins, they're a legit item. Playoffs two years in a row. Surprise the first year under Mike McDaniel. Not a surprise last year. And at one point, they were trampling the league. Then people started to adjust, realize what they had to do. But even so, they still were a very good football team. They're going to add some pieces and come back at it. And, and we're going to see how it goes. Because if you're in the AFC East now, it's still Buffalo's division as far as I'm concerned. Because they know how to play. They know how to handle a lot of those things. But Miami's right there. New England, we know that's a full rebuild. And the Jets, you talk about a mystery team. What happens if Rodgers plays the entire year? They Remember, that team won seven last year, and it didn't feel like it. Hey, man, I know you're uh, pressed for time, so thank you so much for this. Thank you for all your time. As always, it's always great. Good to see you. Charles Davis, CBS Sports. He's really uh, grown in his role as well. He was on Fox Sports, CBS Sports. He's at Sirius XM NFL Radio. You know, it sees the league through a, a different prism as well, and it's always good to get a, um, you know, a take or, a, you know, a comment about, you know, where the Bills are from someone like that as opposed to the people who are the, we, sometimes we don't see the forest through the trees, right, as fans, as media, you know, on the team that we cover that we're so close to. He does, and I love what he said there. As long as they have 17, they're still 
right there, and the window is not going to close. Coverage of the NFL Combine on WGR is brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss, fast, sustainable weight loss, then free support for life. Awaken180WeightLoss.com. And by Outlet Liquor, when you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Yeah, good stuff from Charles Davis right there. Talking about the AFC East, what are the Jets? I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, it's a, this is a team that did win seven games without Aaron Rodgers last year. So if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, I do think I, I'm going to leave open the you know, thought of them passing the Dolphins. And I'm not going to go as far as contending with the Bills. I think they have some issues on the O-line. They have to figure out. And I just think organizationally there's a lot of things coming out that they're going to have to basically kind of get over. But I do think that the Jets could be the second best team in the AFC East right now. I mean, you can't discount them because Rodgers is their quarterback. They, but they need so much help on that offensive line. I was hearing Nate and Jeremy talk about it this morning too. They, they kind of are also giving off this vibe of a team that like they really thought if Rodgers stayed healthy, they were going to win the Super Bowl. Yep, and they're just yep. carrying it on to this year. And I just. Like, like Rodgers freaked me out going to the Jets, but they still had issues at the O-line. Their wide receiver room is not that good after Garrett Wilson. Their defense it has regressed a little bit since being a very, very dominant unit. That's typical. That's not out of the ordinary for that to happen. And I'm still unsure how I feel about Robert Sala as a coach. It felt like at times mm-hmm. last year he wasn't really the coach anymore. He was just the mouthpiece that had to go speak to the media. And that ownership and, and Joe Douglas kind of were taking a more hands-on role there. I like what Douglas has done drafting wise. They've uh, usually their drafts are something I really really like. They usually take players I was a big fan of, but there's still there's so many question marks there for me. That just I, I mean Rogers is going to be 40 coming off an Achilles injury in which most of the year he was telling fans I don't know guys like if we go on a playoff run I'll be right back and then the, the moment they're out of the playoffs he's like actually I'm a few months away like I was never really going to play this year. So it just it, everything feels so performative from the Jets, which is not surprising. It's New York, I get it. But everything mm-hmm. is so performative from the Jets that just I cannot get a good read on them, and I don't really think that's how they want it. But that's just how they're acting. Did you see the story of the possible tampering from the Chiefs mm-hmm. with the Jets last year, and the Jets looking into it? And in case you didn't see it, what happened was there was an interview that Mecole Hardman did. The wide receiver who was on the Chiefs traded to the, went to the Jets and traded back to the Chiefs, and he did an interview. I think it was with Ryan Clark of the the Pivot, and he said during the interview it was just so like what went wrong with the Jets, and he's going through all these things, and he didn't like the special teams coach. He wanted to return punts, and they had an issue there, and then he said, the quote was that he, well, I guess paraphrasing the quote, I can't remember exactly. He reached out to Andy Reid and Patrick Holmes and Mahomes and said, "Come get me." <laughs> well, then they did trade for him. <laughs> they, they, they went and to go get him. Listen, they went and got him. He's under. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Your contract mm-hmm. with the New York Jets. And he's saying publicly on, a, on an interview that he talked with the Chiefs while he's under contract. And then the Chiefs traded for him. So the Jets are like, hey, wait a minute. Everybody's thinking... That's tampering. Like the didn't the Dolphins just get docked a first round pick for tampering with Tom Brady? That happened a couple of years ago. Remember that? Oh yeah. They had that big um, expose on the boat and the meeting, and they got docked a first round pick. So it's like, hey, wait, that's tampering. And sure enough, Joe Douglas was asked about it when he was at the podium, the Jets GM yesterday, and he basically said, "Let's just say that you know it's something that we're looking into." So I think this could become a deal at some point with them. On top of the fact. Much less that Nicole Hardman is now being kind of sort of accused of leaking offensive game plans to the opponents, specifically the Philadelphia Eagles when they played, which is a whole separate issue. I, I also like that the, the game plans he was potentially leaking, I think Eagles, and I think the Chiefs game was also one of those. Those were maybe like the, the Jets' two best games this year against Kansas City. Zach Wilson <laughs> actually looked like an NFL quarterback, and they beat the Eagles. So he didn't do a great yeah. job at, at leaking plans. Right. But I, I'm fascinated by the tampering thing because, Sal, you know, when I when I read the story, my my first thought went to, I wonder how many teams are texting Justin Jefferson, you know, like last week. Right. When there's, like, potential of, like, he may actually get traded. Maybe they don't keep him because, like, I, I guess there's reports that he wants to know what their quarterback situation's like. He wants to know where they're going. And I'm like, you know, maybe Justin Jefferson's not himself texting, you know, certain players. But you know somebody is texting him going, would you play here? Are you thinking about it? Would you would you do it? If we trade it for mm-hmm. you, would you do it? I, I can just text the GM right now, like something along those lines. And I'm like, you know that stuff happens. But it's because Hardman decided to go on a national radio show and go, yeah, oh, yeah, it was totally right. happening that everyone built I, it up. He kind of – he said the he said the quiet part out loud, Absolutely, right? absolutely. He said and, – and that's a no-no. Now, I will say, I think there is a difference between, you know, during the season – reaching out to another team and their head coach and star quarterback and admitting that you had communication with them about joining their team other than the one you're on versus here at the Combine, we're in the offseason, there's some contractual issues going on. But I would also say, yeah, Justin Jefferson is a different deal. Like, hey, unless the Vikings give you permission, don't talk to the guy. You got guys that are going to be pending free agents. That stuff's happening now. Every mm-hmm. team knows. You have to lay the groundwork. You start to talk to agents. You know, you're not necessarily allowed to specifically negotiate, but those kinds of talks are happening. By the way, it's a good time to kind of reset and tell everybody what the dates are for all of that. So we leave here from the NFL Combine now, and then the next thing on the calendar is the new league year. That starts on March 13th. It's a little bit earlier this year. It's usually the 15th, 16th, around there. It's the 13th because of the way the calendar falls this year. So that's when the new league year starts. So by March 13th, Every team in the league can now be up to 90 players. Only your top 51 salaries count in the salary cap. That's, pr- that's important to remember during the offseason. You have 90 players, but only 51 count against the salary cap. But also what happens is starting March 13th, 
If you have an expiring contract, you are a free agent. March 13th comes around, bam, 4 p.m. on March 13th, you can now sign with another team. But what you also can do is starting on March 11th, your agent can actually negotiate deals with the other clubs. You can't talk player to club, but you can talk agent to club starting on March 11th. So there's a two-day window in there, March 11th. That's when teams are going to start to be able to talk to agents of pending free agents. And then March 13th, they're allowed to sign them. So that's what's on the uh, schedule next as far as the NFL calendar. In the meantime, it's the NFL Scouting Combine here on the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show. Sal Capaccio here in Indianapolis on the Indiana Convention Center floor. It's the NFL Scouting Combine 2024. Zach Jones in our Amherst studios will take a timeout. We'll come back here. We're still going to hear from Arthur Motes, former Bills and Steelers linebacker, doing media in Pittsburgh, and Paul Dettino, who covers the Giants for the Giants Radio Network and WFAN. Keep it right here on WGR. All right, back here at the NFL Scouting Combine. Coverage of the Combine on WGR all week long. I mean, we're going to be here. I'm actually, I'm leaving today, going back to Buffalo, but we're still be talking about the Combine. You know, now it's like I said, I'm here to kind of do both the head coach, GM, Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean, then bridge the gap here to some of the prospects. But they're going to start testing later in the week, and we're going to keep talking about that. And when we do, it is brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Fast, sustainable weight loss, then free support for life. Awaken180weightloss.com. And by Outlet Liquor, when you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Tight ends talking now as well. Not an area we need to look at this year, Zach, tight ends. No, no. I, Dalton Kincaid had moments last year where... He really, really impressed me. He was not Sam Laporta where he's breaking records or anything like that, but I am really comfortable in that spot, Sal. Like I and I know it probably doesn't work in terms of moving off of Dawson Knox or anything like that. And they probably shouldn't. That's me getting a little greedy here, but I really like what they have in Kincaid, you know, going forward. I really, really do. All right, so as I'm walking here, I see my guy Chris Emma from Chicago. He's going to join me here and the score in Chicago. He's covering uh, the Bears out here. We've had Chris on many times before, but a little different now. Not right at the Combine, a team with the number one overall pick. First of all, thanks for taking the time here to join me on such short notice. But uh, what are you learning about you know the Bears and their plans here while you're here this week? Yeah, I mean, it's getting clear that they're going to be looking to draft Caleb Williams. I think it's been moving that way for a while. This week is about information gathering. That's what Ryan Poles has said all along. They like Justin Fields, but I think they see the avenue in play here. It's Caleb Williams. They believe in him as the future of this franchise. Uh, they've checked all the boxes so far this week. They're meeting with him today to really get a true sense of what this kid's made of and what he can be as a franchise quarterback. But this is going to be the route they're going at that point. Then you start looking, what's that Justin Fields trade market going to be like? How do you proceed from there? You got picks one and nine. Got a great opportunity, and I think they're ready to go. And then when you look at, the Justin Fields moving on from him to Caleb Williams, is it more about that Justin Fields isn't the guy or the fact you can reset the contractual situation on a rookie quarterback? I think it's more so that they just see Caleb as a generational-type prospect. You're in this position, number one overall, in a rare spot where the Panthers gave you a gift. They went 2-15. They did the job for you. Uh, it's a great chance, right? Yeah, you're in this position now where you got a guy who's one of those one-out-of-every-five-year-type quarterbacks who you see is you know, can't-miss type of prospect. And 
they like Justin. They really do believe he can be a, a great quarterback in this league, but they see Caleb as everything else. I mean, they see him as that guy who's going to get them over the top, and they've spent the last two years rebuilding, putting this franchise in position with some good young players all around. They need that quarterback. Now you got a chance to do it. All right, so the odds for Justin Fields' next team are heavily with the Atlanta Falcons right now. I can't see the number eight pick in play. How do you make that work? Uh, I think it's going to be, I think the Falcons are certainly a player. I look for the Steelers as well. I think that's a team that can make that move. Uh, I've said the market's probably going to be about a two and a four in return. Now, the thing that works against the Bears is it's a great quarterback class. These teams have options, and it's kind of a buyer's market if you're looking to get that quarterback. So maybe they fall short of the, the two and four. Maybe it's just a two. Maybe it's a three. But uh, I think at some point, I, I'd say probably next week, you get a deal done with Justin Fields and you move on. And then the Bears the Bears have another pick as well. So what do you do to help out Justin Fields or go the other way on the other side of the ball maybe? I look at either wide receiver or edge rusher, and it's deep in the top ten. you got some great players available there, obviously two premium positions, and they, they want to get that compliment to either DJ Moore on offense or Montez Sweat on defense. you got a great chance. Uh, you got some really good players there. I think they can also look to trade down in that spot, too, at pick nine, because they only have six picks in this draft. Granted, it's one and nine leading the way, but you dealt your two for Montez Sweat. I think there's a chance if they do go on to draft Caleb Williams that you trade down from nine, but... If that best player available is there, if it's a guy like Malik Neighbors who follows to you, uh, if it's Jared Verse, whoever it is, you're going to get a really good ball player and somebody to really transform the rest of your roster after you make that quarterback pick. Matt Eberflus, how much pressure is on him to make the playoffs, or what does he have to do this year when there was some question even of him returning coming back to 2024? Yeah, I mean, it's he's got to produce proof. they, they got to be there in contention. they got to be that team. They expect to be in the playoffs this year, and even with a young quarterback, like you can't have that excuse now because you draft a guy like Caleb Williams, oh, it's a developmental year. Like He's got to be that good where he helps get you over the top now, and you got a really good roster around, so it's on Matt Eberflus, and it's on his coaching staff to obviously put this next quarterback in position to be successful, but I think they feel like they're ready to go. I think they feel really good about this roster. They have faith in Matt Eberflus. I think a lot of people in Chicago are like, Let, let's wait and see. Let's let's see what kind of pro uh, proof he can produce here, but they brought him back. They believe he can be that guy for them, and we'll, I guess we'll see. It's always tough to do, though, if you get a rookie quarterback. The, you know, If you're going to start him a lot, that's also maybe the coach saying, hey, I know you need to win, but it might take a little while to bring in a rookie quarterback. That's a tough spot to be in. Yes, yeah, so a lot of teams will put, you know, you'll get that veteran stopgap, anoint him as the starter right away, give the rookie the chance, and you form that transition. I don't think the Bears will do that. Like, if you're drafting Caleb Williams, he's that good. You believe he's your week one starter. And now Matty Rufu's philosophy is he wants to put rookies out there right away. So they'll sign a veteran stopgap, but I don't think they're going to have any kind of phony baloney quarterback controversy. Like, if they're drafting Caleb Williams, he's going to be the guy week one ready to go. They're going to expect him to produce wins and to help this team get over the top. How about Tremaine Edmonds? Tell me about the year he had in Chicago and if um, that was worth it to sign him to the contract that the Bears did. Yeah, I mean, it was an interesting spot, right? You let go of Roquan Smith, you deal him for two to Baltimore. So you didn't want to pay him $100 million. Baltimore, great organization, goes out and does it. So there's a lot of Tremaine Edmonds, right? You're kind of filling that void as that inside linebacker who's really got to be that figure of the defense. Uh, great leader. Everybody loves him. He's that guy who really is kind of a glue guy in that locker room. Players really lean on him. I think he left a little bit more to be desired in terms of uh, his performance, but he played at a high level. He dealt with the injury at some point this year where, you know, that knee, I think they were worried it was going to be more of a long-term thing, and he avoided that. You know, he was never really hurt in Buffalo. He's always available, which was a little surprising and unfortunate for him to have that injury in Chicago his first year on that contract. Yeah, a fluke thing. Uh, he, he felt good just coming back after that. 
they like him a lot. I think they want to see just a little bit more out of him. You, you paid $19.5 million for T.J. Edwards on the other side, and he became that wilt linebacker, that playmaker, and he outshined Tremaine last year, who got more money than him. So I think it's a little bit more on Tremaine. you you got to rise up a little bit and help this defense ascend as that top-ten kind of unit. But great leader. Everybody really feels good about him there. All right, tell me about a free agent to be Darnell Mooney, who some Bills fans are interested in maybe bringing into the Bills organization. I would absolutely take a bet on that. He's a guy, change of scenery is going to go a long way, but put last year about out of the way. Like, he's a guy who's got 1,000-yard season in his career. Uh, he's a really interesting guy, right? Fifth-round pick, uh, stepped in as a rookie and made a big impact. He just he had a weird year last year. It was just one of those years that kind of got away from him. He's not an openly frustrated guy, but you could sense he was just kind of ready for this thing to get into free agency, make that move. I'm surprised they didn't get a contract extension done before the season with him. I think they want to see him come back from that injury that he had going into last year. It just never really clicked for him last year. I think get him a change of scenery, get him a great offense and a great team around him. I think he's going to get back to that 1,000-yard kind of season. Chris, thanks as always. Always appreciate talking to you, man. Take care, buddy. You got it. Chris Simon right there from our Odyssey sister station in Chicago. Really good stuff. You know, I asked him about Tremaine Edmonds. Kind of feels like a little bit like it was in Buffalo, right? Yeah, yeah, he does some really good things, but there's a little bit to be desired, right? And that's pretty much what he said about him in Chicago in the first year of that big deal. No one in Buffalo is regretting moving on from Tremaine Edmonds to Terrell Bernard. I will tell you that. As much as people were very afraid of Terrell Bernard's size in the middle of the defense, that really worked out. But it feels like it's the same thing with Tremaine Edmonds in Chicago. And unfortunate for Tremaine, Zach, that he was really always healthy, as I said, in Buffalo. And he did have that injury towards the end of the year last year for the Bears. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and I guess that's the thing with Edmonds. Like, you're always... Always, for him, he almost he, he sets his expectations so high because of, of the body you're getting. I mean, when the Bills trade up to go get him, you got a six five guy. He's I think he was nineteen when he was drafted, twenty when he was drafted. Ran really fast. Like you were thinking, you're going to get just this big play dude immediately. That's not the linebacker he is. He always it does feel like he's just that that little bit too slow to get to a play, get to get to a ball, what have you. And so it, it can be frustrating. I, I think what I would imagine, too, for a city like Chicago, who's had some of the great linebackers, I mean, recently Brian Urlacher, where you do see Edmonds have what seems like a similar build and just not be that linebacker at all. I, I can imagine that would be frustrating for them as well. Earlier today, I caught up with Bill's former Bills linebacker, Arthur Motes, former Bills, Steelers, Cardinals now in Pittsburgh. He's great with the Pittsburgh media. I love it. He's always one of the media-friendly guys in Buffalo. Arthur and I actually did a TV show years ago together in Buffalo. We talked a little bit about that and his transition to the media and the Steelers as well. Former Buffalo Bills linebacker, Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker, Arizona Cardinals, yeah, I think, yeah, right? Yeah. Arthur Motes. Anybody else I'm forgetting? Man, no, no. But uh, former uh, Sal Capaccio <laughs> co-host, you know what I mean? Uh, got my ropes learnt from you. And, uh, yeah, it's always great to see you, man. You too. Yeah, let's go back to that. You and I, we did this together for the first time. I think when I really started in TV, I do a lot of radio mostly, and we did a show called Out of Bounds. You were my first co-host, yeah. and we kind of launched that thing together. It was pretty cool. No, it definitely was, man. It ended up being, what, a two-year run that me and you specifically had. And I just think of, I mean, it's times I look back at some of the pictures of some of the guests we would have because we'd always be on location. And it was just very, you know, reminiscent and almost real fun from the nostalgia standpoint. But then to come here, and I was like, man, since then to now, you're still killing it, man. I'm over here doing my media thing, and now it's just like almost like that cool just – 
man, being around the guys that paved the way for you, you know, you're one of those guys who opened the door for me. So it's like real, real, I'm real appreciative of it now. No, I appreciate that so much. And by the way, we are appreciative of our buddy Brian Jopp who got yeah, us. Absolutely, that, man. Right? So shout, shout out to Brian, Brian. man. Definitely, yeah. man. He was the guy behind the scenes. You know, it doesn't get talked about a lot. Yeah. But absolutely, man, that opened up a door. And when you just think about, you know, for a guy like me transitioning from the NFL, a lot of dudes struggle with that. Yeah. But because of, you know, our opportunity early on, I kind of was able to understand probably my third year that I wanted to do media when I was done playing. Well, so you were always a guy that was gracious with the media, and you understood our role, but what's that been like on the other side when you have to... Yeah. People always say to me, well, you're on the flagship station, you can't criticize the players. That's not no, true, but you and I, we're just... True. It's maybe not my DNA to just yeah. go, no, you know, scorched earth on guys, yeah. but you have relationships, right. you have to be on the other side. What's that been like for you? Yeah, so that has been a, a very unique uh, dynamic, right? Because for me, not only have I, you know, had the experience of playing a long time in the NFL, and even with that, when you're criticizing players... They're sensitive about it, and rightfully so. And I remember how I felt at one time when an older guy had criticized me, and it was like it wasn't even anything wrong, but it was just the simple fact that a player was saying it and the way he said it. So for me, when I do it now, it's just I'm real cognizant of how I criticize it because I can't do my job if I'm not true and authentic, if I'm not giving you exactly what I'm seeing and how my brain would work in the scenario. But I also just try to understand the difference of attacking the player versus the player's performance and separating those two. And then at the same time, understanding that this guy wasn't intentionally trying to mess up. So I'm not going to intentionally crucify him either. I'm going to say certain things where it's going to talk about what went wrong, because I always think it's easy to just say a player did bad or it's easy to just play. Oh, he sucks. But it's like, well, why? And that's the part for me where I try to say, well, this is where I come in. This is where I can give you my experience, my expertise, because I did do this for nine years. So this is where I'm able to communicate it and kind of soften it up on that player, even though we're still seeing exactly what needs to be said. And that doesn't matter, you know, if it's a player that I played with or even, you know, in Pittsburgh, I still have coaches that coached me there that I talk about at times, you know. So even with that dynamic, it's a unique space, but it's fun at the same time, because if you're being truthful and you're being fair about it, the guys are going to respect you. And I think that's the thing that I've been able to carve out, and this will be going on my sixth year now doing it. So it's been crazy, but it's been a lot of fun, though. All right, well, you cover the Steelers, and you're in radio. Tell everybody where they can find you, first of all, and you're on the air, right? Yeah, man. So uh, when in terms of you want to find me, man, uh, Steelers Nation, uh, so I'm on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, Steelers.com is where all of the uh, media stuff is available to you. Um, and in, in where we, wherever you get your podcast, that still is Blitz is what they call the show as well. Um, but I also have a podcast as well, man. And that's just, you know, you type in on YouTube, type in Arthur Most, you can't miss it. It's everywhere. The Arthur Most experience with Deke. Um, also, for the Bills fans out there, yeah. got a Bills YouTube channel as well, man, where I cover some of the stuff surrounding them. Absolutely, man. You know, I can't get, I can't kick the habit. Still, you're still Bills Mafia in your heart. Habit. You already know that, man. I got a Buffalo daughter, man. Come on yeah, that's now. Right, that's so, right. 100%, man. So, I definitely do all of that type of stuff. But yeah, the easiest way to find me, man, ArthurMotes.com or just type in on YouTube, ArthurMotes, and you'll see all of my content. All right. So, I got like two more minutes before you got to go back on live. Let me ask about the Steelers quarterback situation. A lot of buzz. Could they go outside what they currently have and try to make a play for a Justin Fields? Ryan Tannehill now with. Yeah. obviously Arthur Smith in the building, but is it Pickett? What's going to happen there? So Pickett is definitely going to get the first opportunity in the sense of that's the guy that they still haven't moved on from because he's a first-rounder from two years removed. But at the same time, Tannehill is very legitimate in play because of the Arthur Smith connection. Justin Fields, depending on how everything plays out with Chicago, and it is looking more and more like Kayla Williams is what they're going to do, that could potentially also be in play. And then we're still trying to see what happens with the Russell Wilson scenario because if the money can be right, we're talking about getting a player that would be a definitive upgrade over Kenny Pickett in this time. But until 
we know that information about Justin Fields and Russell Wilson. I don't think they're going to do anything, you know, that what I would call splash worthy per se. So that's why a lot of the people within the organization do feel like it's going to be Kenny, at least in some capacity, getting his first opportunity. And from there, man, you know, you just kind of have to believe that he can continue to develop. He's done certain things that are good, but the hard part for him is just consistently being on the field. Every time, you know, you're thinking he's going to show you a run, he gets hurt. And that was a part of what happened at the end of last season where Mason Rudolph comes in and then, you know, leads to the playoffs. We obviously still lose to the Bills in the wild card. But that's, you know, been a part of Kenny's dynamic. Have a good performance, get hurt, miss, you know, four games, and it's just hard to fully evaluate him. So that's kind of where we are right now. But I'm hoping that he does develop because you know how it is, man. When you come into this league, it's very challenging, very difficult. And for me, I just want to see everybody do well because it's a dream. Hey, thanks for doing this. No, man, I appreciate you as always, man. Great seeing you. Let's go, man. Backwise. <laughs> I love it. Arthur is, he's so great, man. Great to catch up with Arthur Motes, former Bills linebacker. You know his claim to fame, right, Zach? He was the guy that, uh, I mean, I say it like that. It's, you know, it's, a, it's an unfortunate situation. He, he broke Brett Favre's starting streak because he sacked him, and Favre got hurt on the play when mm-hmm. he was a player for the Vikings, and, and that was you know, what Arthur kind of like, you know, he, he was a, a name out there because of that on that play. Yeah, and it's one of those things. Like maybe not necessarily anything he did. It was just it was Brett Favre's Iron Man streak, which yeah, yeah, right, was was an unbelievable run (laughs) for no reason. Great to chat with Arthur Motes. We'll we'll take a timeout here on the uh, Extra Point Show, the North Tom Automotive Extra Point Show. Sal Capaccio, Zach Jones will be back here at the NFL Scouting Combine from Indianapolis. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show here. Zach Jones hanging out in our Amherst studio. Sacapaccio over at Luke Soil Stadium in Indianapolis covering the NFL Combine. And today we do have safeties beginning to speak to the media. And a number of players have already said they have had formal meetings with the Bills, including Miami's Cameron Kinchins. I always, whenever I see his name, I want to say Kitchens. I feel terrible, but it's Kinchins. Uh, Javon Buller, I believe, as well. USC's Kalen Bullock. So a number of safeties are meeting with the Bills. This also goes along with defensive line. Lyman saying yesterday they also had formal meetings with the Bills, including Texas's Byron Murphy. I did not see, though, if Tavondre Sweat said he met with the Bills. I, I really hope he did. He's not somebody I necessarily want to take in round one. He's more of a big body, you know, run stopper. He's just going to you know cover up space. But at, at potentially at 60, I would love him for the Bills. I did want to bring up real quick, though, here. We, we, we only got a few minutes here, but I want to bring up what Chris Emma was talking about with Sal there just a few minutes ago with the Chicago Bears and Darnell Mooney. I think he would be an absolutely fantastic addition to the Bills roster. You saw in 2021, had over 1,000 yards, four touchdowns, didn't really do too much in 2022 or 23. And that, and that is frustrating, to say the least, if, if you're Mooney. But he is somebody I think would add immediate speed for the Bills. And I don't know if... He gets back to that 1,000-yard pace that uh, Emma was talking about. But 
if he could just be a really, really good complementary piece to a first-round pick the Bills or first- or second-round pick the Bills get this year and Stephon Diggs, I think he would add so, so much to this offense because he would add a speed element they really have been missing really since John Brown left. Don't have to get him a too expensive deal because he's had somewhat of two disappointing seasons in a row. In 2022, he had 40 catches, just under 500 yards, and two touchdowns. And then last year, played 14 games, 31 catches, 414 yards, and just a single touchdown. But he can add that big playability. You can send him down the field. Somewhat take up the Gabe Davis role, obviously in a different mold. Davis is much more a big body, could streak down the field, where Mooney is going to be more of a speedster, not nearly as big, only standing around 5'11", just under six foot. But I think he'd be a great addition for this Bills offense that really has been screaming out for speed and, and really has not had it since John Brown retired slash left the team. Going to take a quick time out here, and again, you are listening to the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show. It's brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown. Shop online at northtownauto.com. You're listening to WGR. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.